0: Well, hello, and welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, 1 Samuel chapter 19. And if I were to give this one a title, it would be You're in God's Hands. You're in God's hands. I tell you, one of the things that I have just been so blown away by is how many times God has protected not just me and my family, but so many of you have I've heard your stories over the years. And I have this one situation, very small one, but it it absolutely still sticks out in my mind is one day I was driving home really really late I was about 20, 21 years old and I could not stay awake I was I was working third shift I was it was really really just I, I had no business being on the road and I still remember slowly falling asleep and I'm driving and I just I, I kind of remember kind of coming back too as we jerked back you know on the wheel uh, some, something jerked the wheel back on the road and I looked up to see that I was headed off into a massive ditch. And I didn't jerk the wheel. The wheel jerked by itself. went back on the road. Saved my life. And I look at that and I went, my Lord, Jesus knows how to drive. (laughs) (laughs) But it was a miracle. Like, like, I could have died so easily. That's just one of many times God has done amazing things to just keep me here, you know, because the Lord had purpose for me. And, And you've probably got the same stories. You may or may not recognize them for what they are, but you do. And that's the idea that the the goal of today's chapter is, or the, the title is, you're in God's hands. It doesn't matter what the enemy tries to do. If God's not ready for you to be with him in eternity, you ain't going to go yet. And as long as he has purpose for you, you are bulletproof. God's going to keep you here as long as he needs you here. And I hope that brings you a little bit of comfort that the enemy can't take you out a minute before God says it's time. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But as always, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure that you are leaving us a five-star review on the podcast. And also, be sure to go join in with us at the Facebook group, The Bible Breakdown Discussion. The more we dig, the more we find. And let's dive into 1 Samuel chapter 19. So if you got your Bibles, remember the overall idea of this book is God's providence despite our silliness. And sometimes we get our own self in all kinds of messes, don't we? Like we just, we get in all kinds of messes and we pray that prayer. You know, you know that prayer? God, if you get me out of this, I'm never going to be this stupid ever again, you know? <laughs> and we're not. For like a weekend, you know, and then we go back to it. But then sometimes things happen that are just completely out of our control. We can't do anything about it. And it doesn't really, we don't really know the strength of God until we get to the end of our own strength. Or we get to a place where we can't do anything about it. But we see how God takes care of things and we're able to truly see how big, awesome, and amazing God is. And what we're gonna see today is Saul has just he's done playing, he's 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 not hiding it anymore he wants to kill david and he's already tried a few times well he's about to try again and what we're going to see is is no matter how many times he tries to kill david david has got a mission god's got a plan for david and so saul he might as well quit and he's not going to but he might as well quit and i would love to just think about that for a moment as we read this that god was with david and so it didn't matter what was standing against him wasn't going to overwhelm him. Here we go. You ready? First Samuel chapter 19, verse 1 says this. Saul now urged his servants and his son Jonathan to assassinate David. Whoa. <laughs> right out the gate. But Jonathan, because of his strong affection for David, told him what his father was planning. Tomorrow morning, he warned him, you must find a hiding place out in the fields. I'll ask my father to go out there with me, and I'll talk to him about you. And then I'll tell you everything I can find out. The next morning, Jonathan spoke with his father about David, saying many good things about him. The king must not sin against his servant, David, Jonathan said. He's never done anything to harm you. He's always helped you in any way that he could. And have you forgotten about the time he risked his life to kill the Philistine giant and how the Lord brought a great victory out of all of Israel as a result? You were certainly happy about it then. Why should you murder an innocent man like David? Now, there is no reason for this at all. So Saul listened to Jonathan and vowed, As surely as the Lord lives, David will not be killed. Afterward, Jonathan called David and told him what had happened. And he brought David to Saul. And David served him in the court just as before. And then war broke out again after that, and David led his troops against the Philistines. He attacked them with such fury that they all ran away. But one day, when Saul was sitting in his home with a spear in his hand, and a tormenting spirit from the Lord suddenly came upon him, David was playing a harp. And Saul hurled his spear at David, and David dodged it and got out of the way, and leaving the spear stuck in the wall, and he fled into the night. So we have two times now. First of all, Saul's trying to kill David through Jonathan, and Jonathan's like, no, not going to do it. And then he takes a spear himself, and he throws it so hard at David that it sticks in the wall, (laughs) and David runs away. Let's keep going. Verse 11, then Saul sent his troops to watch David's house. They were told to kill David when he came out the next morning. But Michal, David's wife, warned him, If you don't escape tonight, you will be dead by morning. So she helped him climb out through a window, and he fled and escaped. Then she took an idol and put it in his bed, and covered it with blankets, and put a cushion of goat's hair on its head. When the troops came in to arrest David, she told them that she was sick and she couldn't get out of bed. But Saul sent the troops back to get David, and he ordered, Bring him to me in his bed so I can kill him. But when they came to carry out David out, they discovered that it was only an idol in the bed with a cushion of goat's hair on its head. Why have you betrayed me like this and let my enemy escape? Saul demanded of Michal. I had to, Michal replied. He threatened to kill me if I didn't help him. So David escaped and went to Ramah to see Samuel. And he told him all that Saul had done. Then Samuel took David with him and to live in Neoth. And when, he report, when the reports uh, reached Saul that David was in Neoth and Ramah, he sent troops to capture him. But when they arrived and they saw Samuel leading a group of prophets who were prophesying, the Spirit of God came upon Saul's men, and they also began to prophesy. When Saul heard what had happened, he sent other troops, but they too prophesied. The same thing happened a third time. Finally, Saul himself went to Ramah and arrived at the great well of Seku. Where is Samuel and David, he demanded. They are at Naoth in Ramah, someone told him. But on the way to Naoth in Ramah, the spirit of the Lord came upon even Saul, and he too began to prophesy all the way to Naoth. He tore off his clothes and lay naked on the ground all day and night, prophesying in the presence of Samuel. The people who were watching exclaimed, What? Is even Saul a prophet? So as you see, Saul is not a good man. He had a pretty good day right there, but he's not a good man. He is trying his best to kill David to the point David has to run away. He is a grown man. He is a married man at this point, and he is running for his life to Samuel. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter if the king of the country wants you dead. If it's not time, if God's got purpose for you, you're not going to go. And I want that to be an encouragement for you. I don't know what the enemy may have tried to do in your life. I don't know what human enemies may have tried to do in your life. I don't know if maybe you're going through a difficult season right now and it feels like grief is trying to destroy you or, or the expectations of others are trying to destroy you or just just life, just, just weary of life. Can I tell you, God has not changed his mind about you. He does not look at public opinion to figure out whether or not you can still do what he's called you to do. God needs you to be in that family. God needs you to be in that classroom. God needs you to be at that workplace. God needs you to be their father or their mother or their sister or brother or their kids. Or He needs you to do exactly what you need to do. And God is with you more than you realize. That doesn't mean the enemy's not gonna come. You know, we we have this, this idea that's just simply not true. I wish it was, but we have this idea that if God is for you, everything's going to go well. Everything's gonna happen. You're always gonna get the job You're always going to, you know, wake up on the right side of the bed. You know, your food's never going to get burned. The clothes are never going to get wrinkled and everything's going to be all right. Well, the truth is, that's not true. David was called and anointed by God. He was doing everything right. And someone who's supposed to be a a father to him was trying to kill him. He was being betrayed by the person he's supposed to be able to trust the most. And so sometimes when you serve God, the worst things are going to happen. But the amazing thing is, is that if God's with you, then it will never succeed. God has many enemies, but he has no rivals. He still stands undefeated. And so if he is undefeated, then he is going to always lead you exactly where you need to be. It won't be pretty. It won't be easy. It'll often take longer than you expect, but he'll always get you there and in one piece. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you, God, that you are with us and you are for us in all things. I pray today, God, you will have your way in our life. Show us your faithfulness. Help us, Lord, to have confident hope in you. Be our leader and our guide in all things. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And don't forget, 1 Samuel chapter 12 says this, be sure to fear the Lord and faithfully serve him. Think of all the wonderful things he has done for you. God is with you, God is for you, and he is guiding you in more ways than you can realize. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for 1 Samuel chapter 20.